People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. Thank you for joining us for our 10th edition. We appreciate the support thus far, and we hope you continue supporting us as we continue on this journey. I'm Matt, alongside with my partner in crime, Joe. What's up? And before we start, I just want to I want to send my my my, my best wishes to two legends that we lost. This week in Paul Jones and Bruno Sammartino. Uh, Bruno Sammartino was, if you will, the the first major attraction that WWE had that brought so many people to the the venues during that time. I mean, this is this is obviously pre Hogan, pre all that stuff, and one of the most recognized professional wrestlers of that era. And uh, a, a true, true professional from that from that era. And you look at somebody too that two-time WWE champion. He held on to that title for a total of four thousand plus days, over eleven years as, as world champion. He was the reason that put uh, put asses in Madison Square Garden on a nightly basis or whenever they did shows. Paul Jones is is somebody for me that. I got into much later. I know of him. I know he's a one of the most well-known managers, especially in NWA. If I'm not correct, if I'm correct on that, or uh, in territories, territories yeah. altogether. Okay, you care to share a little bit on Paul Jones? Paul Jones, for me, uh, first of all, my condolences to both of the families. Obviously, um, I, I I got my feet wet with Paul Jones in the late '80s. I didn't start watching wrestling till '81, '82. A lot of the stuff uh, for me and Paul Jones was him working the territories uh, when he was doing stuff uh, at the Sportatorium with the Von Erics. Uh, he had his his army, Paul Jones's army. Uh, that was a lot of Paul Jones for me, and then obviously later in WCW, uh, where he he was also a manager or male valet, whatever you would like to refer to it as. But it wasn't until later on, you know, obviously now with all the the streaming services and whatnot, especially the WWE Network, that you get to see Paul Jones wrestle in uh, Mid Atlantic. Uh, you you can you can definitely catch them on Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling episodes that are on the on the network. Yeah, yeah, it's um it's always it's always rough. It comes around a time too that uh, we celebrated Roddy Piper's the late Roddy Piper's birthday just recently here too. Uh, just guys that paved the way, and both those guys for me personally. Again, I'm I'm one of the younger ones of of this podcast. They were definitely way before my time. But uh, respect the names for sure. Respect what their contributions to professional wrestling, and as we always say on the show, support professional wrestling of all kinds. So whether or not how you felt about their their in ring style or what they their contributing parts, they they contribute to this great thing that we call professional wrestling as a whole, and they will greatly they will be greatly missed 
for sure. Very much indeed. Very true. And we have to segue now to a little bit of a uh, a, a change of, of scenery within the WWE universe. We're now past WrestleMania. You and I are personally are still feeling that WrestleMania hangover as we play catch up like crazy, trying to watch <laughs> all these shows as well as the shows that are, are happening uh, in real time, if you will, I guess. So WWE after Raw, or, I mean, excuse me, after WrestleMania, they had the Raw and SmackDown where they had a little bit of shake up there uh, with people coming back, people getting called up, and then the following week. They did a what they call a superstar shakeup, where they had Raw guys go to SmackDown, the SmackDown guys go to Raw, and even more calls from NXT. It's a fucking draft. Why don't they just call it a draft? <laughs> why? Is it, why does it have to be a superstar shakeup? This is bullshit. What it was was Kurt Angle and new SmackDown general manager Page uh, supposedly uh, making deals. They're wheeling and dealing people. Wheeling and dealing. <laughs> so that's a. Uh, that's that's how they they played it off, and I know you and I have talked about this. It's it had to have been because they had no idea how many people were going to get moved. That's that's got to be it. I I guess because usually it's like there's going to be ten people that are going to get moved. Now it's like, well, they're going to do this many. I I don't know. I I one thing you're going to learn if you haven't done so on the show, ladies and gentlemen, is that Joe and I. We, we talk about WWE, but we try not to pick their brains because the taste of shit just doesn't taste good to us, and we don't want to talk about it. It would the... it would just flare up my diabetes, <laughs> and I would lose another toe in the process. Yeah, we so. don't we don't want that. Right? <laughs> the man's down nine toes. That's good enough. We don't we don't need any more. So, let's just start with the the Raw after WrestleMania, shall we? And sure. <laughs> the the first the first debut the first call up was Ember Moon Ember Moon the former NXT Women's Champion congratulations yes yeah uh, she, she much deserved yeah. yeah hell yeah she just came off the loss to Shayna Baszler at the NXT Takeover New Orleans just two days prior and here she is on Raw she's teaming up with Nia Jax taking on the team of Alexa Bliss and Mickey James good call up for you. Hell yeah. I, right time? I, you know what? I, she's one of those who, in NXT, she clearly knew what the hell she was doing. The, there was no doubt about it. She was she was going to be big in this company. Yeah. So, you asking me whether there was a right time for her or not, I really don't think there was a, a particular right time. Okay. Um... Especially because it seems to be like this, the the way there's like that that next move up from NXT is they lose. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you go out with a loss. Yeah, it's, that seems to be the cliche way of coming up, and w- which is fine by me. I, you know, sure. that, it's it's kind of a, a an interesting way to pass that torch. You lose, and especially I, it makes sense if you're a champion down there. You gotta lose. You're not yeah. gonna. You're, there's no way they're gonna have the NXT. Any NXT title come on to one of the the major brand shows. I mean, it's happened before, but it's it's. I think it's only happened once. Yeah, that was Paige uh, with the NXT Women's title. This is so again, like it, it, it probably. I think it's best left that way. Yeah, keep, keep the titles down there. There's no reason to to cross 
cross those titles onto sure. the major show. But with that being said, I I really don't think there there is any one good time for her to do it because she gets it. It's clear in her performance. She should just be called up. I don't again. I don't yeah. think there's a, a good or bad time for her. She she has clearly progressed. And me personally, I think she should have been called up sooner. My my concern about her calling up being called up has everything and nothing to do with her talent. And I'll try to make sense of that right here. Uh, obviously, she belongs on any main roster. She's that good. Uh, my issue with it, my concern with it, is the same concern I had when you started calling up Charlotte and Sasha and and Bailey almost just a few months later. And it's, well, what do you have left down there? Shayna Baszler is definitely a good talent. She's, I wouldn't call her great yet, but I think she needed an Ember Moon to continue to put her to that next level in competition and i'm not so sure you have that with the with the, with the other women down there just yet i agree with you but how many times and, and again i'm not i'm not asking for a specific amount here but generally speaking how many times have we seen in the past now where you and i have had that conversation Who's who are they? Who did they leave down there? Yeah, like who did they? they it's because it, 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 there's been times where it seems like they picked that fucking roster dry, and yeah. somehow, some way, they make it interesting. That's true. That's very so, true. So I'm I'm gonna go with that. I'm I'm gonna say that you know I'm not I'm not necessarily hell bent or worried just yet about who Shayna Baszler has to kind of keep putting her over. Yeah. Um. Just yet, I'm not saying there won't be an issue, but we'll, we'll give it we'll give it a few weeks and see where they're where they're coming and, and if any new talent arrive. That's true. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny that you and I give put faith into a WWE product, but we do. <laughs> yeah, right. We do when it comes to NXT. <laughs> we uh, we we give whole whole faith in, into that that company or that part of the company. Uh, as always, we watch wrestling in the background. We got uh, WCW, Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety six, brother, brother. Where <laughs> we have the uh, spoiler alert here: uh, Hulk Hogan joins or is the third member and creates the New World Organization, as he kept calling <laughs> it that night. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is. I don't. You and I were just talking about it as we were about to start the show. I don't remember this card at all. This is the first time that I've seen it since the Cheater Box days of live. It's, it's because of what happened. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it's it overshadowed is. by it's, by yeah, that. Yeah, everything else is overshadowed by the, by that last match. So, and in the the majority of this card, Hulk Hogan's at his buddy's house, leaving WCW, yeah. <laughs> uh, nervous of what the heck he's gonna do. So that's we're gonna talk about Hogan a lot on this show. Just just, just so you guys know. <laughs> That's, Hi, Paul. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> that's coming soon. Um, the next, I'm just going to the order in which they, they debuted. Uh, almost immediately, uh, as we see a young Conan here, uh, at, almost immediately we have a uh, another <laughs> call-up. And it's really weird. It's it's No Way Jose. Before we get to No Way Jose, okay, Con- Conan on this pay-per-view has the... The, the, his skin color he just he looks he looks like an undercooked pork chop he does 
I'm just not used to seeing him without his all his earrings and shit too. Yeah, right. I I I don't think he's ghetto yet. Here. No, this is legit Conan. This man. is legit Conan. Yeah. I think he's representing AAA with pride. He's got yeah, like multicolored yeah. singlet. Uh, he's not the uh, El Jefe, as he likes to call himself yeah. now. You do that. Uh, yeah, no house shoes yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, back to way, back to No Way Jose. No Way Jose. Um, what do you think of No Way Jose? He's going to... Where's he going? He's on Raw. Oh, he's on yeah, Raw. Yeah, this is still Raw. I like No Way Jose, but I am of the same opinion you are when it comes to him. He's going to get lost. Oh, yeah. He's going to get lost. He's, Without he, a doubt. He's one of those gimmicks. Like, don't get me wrong. That whole, the whole party, conga line, all that stuff, it works. Totally works. Especially in this company. Especially in this company. And you're going to bring him, you're going to put him on your, your main uh, flagship show and have him party it up with people. That's cool as hell. It, he's going to have fun with, with people and kids and, and the whole night. What does that do for his in-ring performance? Nothing necessarily, and that's what worries me about this. No way, Jose, and his his gimmick. How far are we going to see him before he gets lost in the mix and just becomes uh, the equivalent of enhancement talent for for Raw? The only main event that No Way Jose is going to see is the WWE main event TV show that's on Hulu. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, probably. That's about it. Um, you know, this is very much Adam Rose, with the exception of let's hopefully with the ex- with the exception of him being arrested for domestic abuse, it's he's going to fall in that same line. Nobody's going to care after a while. It's the same thing with Fandango. It was fun when it first started, but then it's just, with most gimmicks nowadays, they're going to run their course, especially over the top, fun getting little gimmicks. And look, I understand this is a company that prides itself on being all about the, the the kids and all that stuff, but you know what? It's the kids are not giving you the ratings that you think they are. And these the, these these types of gimmicks don't need to exist. They don't. And the problem is too, is I've seen this this kid go and he's a good talent. He's a he good is. he's a solid wrestler. Yeah, definitely. My my advice for him, hopefully he he listens to the show someday. Wait out your contract, dance until they until your contract runs out. <laughs> And, and then come, you know, come come to the Indies and make some real money and, and be a real real wrestler. Because, you know, yeah, you're not. You're, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get main event main events. You're gonna get maybe the nine o'clock hour or the ten o'clock hour if you're on the East Coast edition of Raw, where you're you're probably jobbing to somebody at this point, probably a Braun Strowman. And then you're gonna get pre shows. That's what you're gonna get or opening bouts. That's where you're going to max out. You're you're probably never going to win a championship. Yeah, it's just, it's it's just a corny gimmick that just exists just to exist. I'm I'm glad you I'm I'm glad we're talking about him because I think he this his situation in particular directly relates to this whole new stance on WWE booking and how the, you know they've come out over the past couple weeks and said you know we're going to have this major shakeup. All these superstars are getting moved around, and we're doing it in part because we want we want the booking to become better. We want it to be more shocking, you know, things like that. I'm all for that, but it still has to make sense at the end of the day. And right now, again, I'm not trying to pick these people's brains because I don't want to lose another toe, but <laughs> <laughs> having said that, 
I, I, I really don't see where No Way Jose's gonna be. I mean, there's just... <laughs> God, I'm gonna sound cheesy as fuck right now, but there's just no way that this works. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me, anyway. No Way and, Jose. And I'm, and I'm thinking, too, like, what if they turn him heel? <laughs> you know, like, how does that work? Yeah. You're just a dancing fool right now. Who? I mean, he can work. That's great, but what does that do for his gimmick? Yeah, when when you're a company that prides yourself on gimmicks, like WWE is, I mean, gimmicks exist in all forms of wrestling. We get that, but it, WWE is really one of the, with the exception of like Kaiju Battle or Chikara. They're really the only place where you see over the top gimmicks, and that's what you have here is, a, is an over the top gimmick. So they pride themselves on having these great gimmicks in their head, but they're the ones that kill their own gimmicks before they ever take off. You know, it's like I'm all about I'm all about bottom line. Bottom line, what is the future for this kid? And it's nothing. It's nothing good. I mean, he's gonna get paid either way, so I guess that's good. Good for yeah. him. But as far as being a legit mark on on that on that card, no, he's never he's never gonna be a, a big deal uh, for for that company as long as that gimmick exists. And I would hazard anybody out there to challenge me on that it's just it's not gonna happen so let's uh let's look into our crystal ball here let's do it and let me ask you how many months from now do we see him with a fresh gimmick you know i i really think this they're gonna drag this one out like they did with adam rose you think so i do i i, I really do believe that especially vinnie mac has that that mindset of his 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 way of doing things is still gold through all these years. I think the real question is how long do you see him on main event? And honestly, I think it, I I didn't watch main event this week. I usually don't watch main event, but I, I he wasn't on Raw this uh, on the most recent edition. Fuck. He was he okay. He was on the card, but he was just there for like a brief cameo appearance. So that leaves you to believe that uh, if he got any work in, it was either a dark match or it was main event. Yeah. So it's like that was that would only be week number two. <laughs> so we're talking, we're, we're talking less than a month here. Jesus. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, it, and, and I'm gonna go into backlash here in a little bit. I'm not gonna jump there yet, but I don't see him on backlash. I don't see him at the the May pay per view, whatever that is. Sure as hell, don't see him on any SummerSlam pay per views. Unless they do another battle royal where everybody gets to participate. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the problem is, the t- reason why it's, it's a, such a big deal for us because that kid can go. He can go. He can go. Um, we're going to stick with call-ups here. Sure. Because uh, I really want to talk about these guys. We're talking about uh, Ackham and Razor, the authors of Pain. They made their debut on Raw uh, at the WrestleMania with Paul Ellering. They won their match, and then they left without Paul Ellering. They uh, put their hands up and walked away and left him at the bottom of the ramp as they continued to go. Um, back-to-back weeks in which they, they fought and defeated Rhino and Heath Slater in tag team action. What do you think about these guys? I, I, lo- I love that they have that you know gigantic stature, and they're this, supposed to be this destructible tag team. You know, indestructible tag team. Yeah. I know the reason that they got called up was because they're trying to the the bookers of Raw are trying to revamp the tag team division. 
As, as they should. As they should, yes. Yeah. It's about fucking time. But here's the thing. Here we are. Here We're back in this predicament again with this company. They, this is what they do. They they oh we're gonna we're gonna put our feet down. We're gonna we're gonna dig in and we're gonna revamp yeah. this or we're gonna revamp that. It only lasts for a little while and then all goes to shit and it goes back to the way it was. Goes back to gimmicks. So <laughs> I I, it's cool to see them get called up again. I think they're deserving of the the promotion, as it were. But how long is it gonna last? How long is it going to be before they get fucked over? You know, things like that. That immediately, that just comes to mind. You know, when I when I th- see the authors of Pain get called up, you know what tag team I thought of initially was, and people may laugh at this, was uh, the Ascension. The Ascension are a joke. They're a joke tag team. And I remember when uh, when they first got called up, I, I was talking to Mr. Wrestling 6, and I told him, I was like, these guys, man, these guys are the real deal. You're going to love these guys. And he watched them for like two weeks, and we he called me up for other reason, but we were bullshitting. And we talked about wrestling, and he's like, "Dude, this is essentially like, what are you seeing these guys? They, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> They're leisure to do ripoffs." And I was like, "No, I know that's that's not what they they actually were though in NXT." Uh, and again, this is what we we're talking about in NXT. NXT is is the same company, but it's a totally different entity. And in their second match, I saw them. I saw the authors of Pain. Their move set changed a little bit. Uh, their their finisher is no longer the the power bombs where they they take their opponents and they pretty much go spine to spine before dropping them. It's now like a sweep, like a Russian leg sweep into like a kick or something like that. And it's it was kind of cool, I guess. But there's something about two guys grabbing their opponents. Smashing their spines together and then dropping them for a power bomb. That might be just a small thing that I might have to just get used to, but this is my issue with getting these these call ups. It's this is what you were in NXT. This is what you're going to be here. Well, why why can't we be that down there as we are? Yeah, because you know. clearly that's where they're you know them as as an NXT performer that those personas are what got them the call up to begin with. Yeah. You know, I, obviously, plus their talent. But yes. they were able to do things with their talent down there that it seemingly they're not going to be able to do up here. Right. It's it's the same thing with, like, like look at Shinsuke Nakamura, who obviously was never as, hasn't been as good as he was since coming to Japan, from Japan. But... Yeah, that's an understatement. That's an understatement, yeah. But the, the Shinsuke Nakamura matches in NXT... I, he hasn't had one one match since coming to SmackDown that has outshined any NXT match, even his bad ones. Absolutely. And why is it? Did Shinsuke like miraculously get terrible at wrestling? <laughs> no, that's that's not the case at all. It's it's just the what they what they want at the main show is this watered down bullshit and. That's what I fear what's going to happen with the Authors of Pain. And I, I love these guys. They When I first saw them, I was like, fuck them. They're just a bunch of meatheads. They're not going to mean anything. What I loved about them, and Braun Strowman, please, please take note of these guys. What I love about them is that you got two big guys that know how to sell. Because I don't give a fuck how big you are. There's somebody out there who can knock you on your ass. And it may be somebody smaller than you. 
And these guys, they sell. For bigger guys, smaller guys, most guys, they're big guys. So most of the guys they compete against are smaller. Are smaller, though. yeah. And they sell. They sell. Man, they 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 sell better than I've I've seen big guys sell in a long time. And that's what I love about these guys. The art of selling. And I I just hope that they're able to to continue to put on the type of matches that they put on NXT. I just I'm not so sure. I'm just not so sure. Uh, Paul Ring surprise you that he's not with them? No, it doesn't surprise me, especially with uh, the the grueling schedule. I could see Ellering just not being into it. Or maybe the company was just like, hey, we don't really need you here anymore. Yeah. Especially if they're going to change the team quite a bit. It, it makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I wasn't surprised either. I was, you know, It sucked because, you know, I, I love I loved seeing Paul Ellering, Ellering with a, a dominant tag team again. Yeah. But um, if you're not familiar, he was the manager of Legion of Doom or Road Warriors. The Road Warriors. And um, so yeah, it was uh, it was it was cool to see that, but I, I it was time I think, if, especially like you said with the, with the with the scheduling and and the traveling now, uh, he ain't about that shit no more. No, you know? <laughs> and nor should he be. Nor should he be. The next three are our returns. In case anybody cares, Jeff Hardy is back. Uh, he's I guess he's sober again. He's not in DUIs and. Almost killing people in cars. Yeah, man. So, I... <laughs> so he came back. He teamed up with. Uh, Apparently, some people can get away with DUIs and whatnot, and I'm then saying. other people can't. So, hey, so long as you fit in a storyline, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. I guess I'll remember so, that for future reference. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he's back. Um, we'll we'll talk more about him in a second here. Unfortunately. Uh, I know my sister is listening too How you doing Pam? I know she's a huge Jeff Hardy fan Samoa Joe is back Yay! He is, I miss Joe I, I did too Everybody misses Samoa Joe uh, He's back He immediately came out Challenged Roman Reigns They got unfinished business That's going to happen at Backlash uh, I Whether Reigns wins the title or not At the Rumble Greatest Rumble ever thing um, and then, for the first time in I don't know how many years, Bobby Lashley is officially back in WWE. I'm not excited. I hear crickets. Yeah, I'm not excited. I'm I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. He's got the fucking look. Obviously, he's built like a brick shit house times two. But yeah, he is. But uh, I'm Lashley just doesn't do anything for me. He never has. No, no. It's 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 hard for me. He, he's. I remember watching him in, in TNA or Impact Wrestling now, and there are some times where I I was like, okay, I, I can get behind Lashley a bit, but you're right, it, it never really fully clicked for me either. He's not a good seller. His his wrestling ability is, is good if you're talking Greco-Roman style, but as far as professional wrestling, it's, it's subpar at best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, as far as big guys in in the sense of where he would be ranked uh i would like to see him in the ring more than i would brock lesnar true but I'll give, I'll give you that and that's really just because he's i would trust him more you know i th- there's there's one thing the only thing i could say that could be a saving grace for bobby lashley is if one of the bookers was able to focus on him and him only and do, like book all his shit 
as opposed to a team of bookers. Yeah. And at this point, I really, really wish Jimmy Jacobs still had a gig booking for Raw. Because I would really love for Jimmy Jacobs to have a crack at Bobby Lashley, booking Bobby Lashley. It would be really interesting to see someone like that book for someone much bigger who has a hell of a lot less talent and and see what they can come up with. Man, WWE really dropped the ball with Jimmy Jacobs. They really did. They did. Uh, I know he's credited with quite a bit. One of my favorite ones, and, and my many would agree. If you didn't know this, he is the uh, the one that came up with the list. Yeah, so uh, m- m- much uh, <laughs> one of his much more recent uh, successful raw bookings. But yeah, you know he's he's got he's such a creative mind, such an out there out there mind that he was perfect for WWE for what they want. And now and, Impact has him. Now Impact's got him. So yeah, whatever. It is what it is now, but. <laughs> Uh, out, of, out of those, you know, which stands out to you the most? Joe. Joe, for sure. Hell yeah. yeah. I, again, Lashley does jack shit for me. Yeah, Samoa, Samoa Joe, I don't I don't know if there's some uh, creative freedom with this or, or what have you, but Samoa Joe seems, so long as he stays healthy, I know that's been an issue since coming to WWE, He's he's been booked decently. I think for sure. From from what I understand, everything is pointing towards a huge push for Joe now that he's back and Lesnar's leaving. So I'm excited. Please, I'm, fingers crossed. Yeah, and <laughs> and all nine of my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited. I'm excited for Joe to come back and and definitely have a major push. Yeah, especially with Brock leaving. I really don't think any of our listeners and most WWE fans realize just how much that one move, one guy leaving, is going to open up the floodgates Oh yeah, for, for creative booking. Oh, yeah. Because now you have a, a title free, uh, which it should be a major title. And you're gonna, you'll, you'll now have the opportunity to build that title back up to what it should be. On top of that... You have one major pain in the ass leaving the company and creating a lot of space for for other people to get into and get pushes. Yep. Instead of wasting um, time time and effort on one guy and his picky his yeah his very picky finicky <laughs> schedule and and. Um, you know, wants and needs from a company. Yeah, we don't we don't have to worry about giving somebody exactly what they want anymore. True. You got guys that are are, are their business, their business. You don't have to worry about Samoa Joe doing what's right for business. He'll do. He's he's been doing that in every company that he's been working for since he started wrestling. So yeah, Samoa Joe coming back, the biggest biggest thing of the night for for that Raw after WrestleMania. Ember Moon was another big deal for me too. Uh, she's somebody that I could see hopefully being pushed into the uh, the Raw Women's Championship uh, title picture uh, sooner than later. Uh, we'll see, but uh, but yeah, there's some there's some promise there. Oh, there's a pain. There's a promise there too. Uh, I just have my doubts of how they'll be used. Uh, SmackDown, the SmackDown at the WrestleMania, as far as debuts, returns, call ups. Wasn't as eventful. There was actually only two, and they came out together. That was, 
I I iconic. There's two eyes in it now. Yeah, there was a trademark issue, <laughs> okay. so they couldn't use the iconic duo. So now they're now they're the I iconic. The I iconic, uh, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, um, from the land down under, Australia. They came out to in- interrupt the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, who was talking about her WrestleMania match with Asuka, her victory over Asuka. They came out and put on a really pretty decent heel promo, uh, mocking her uh, before they beat the crap out of her. And then that caused these Money in the Bank holder Carmella to come out, cash in, and win the SmackDown Women's title. That's not what we're talking about, though, here. I, the I Iconics, the only SmackDown uh, call-ups or debuts. Seems like SmackDown kind of got the short end of the stick there. Yeah, I I don't you know I I, don't, I never understand this. Maybe you can shed some light here for me, okay? Because so let's let's pan back what a year, maybe over a year now. Okay. You'd have Vince McMahon telling both of his kids, you know, I'm giving you each a show. Yeah. You're going to do duke it out and do what you can to outdo each other. Yes. Why is it, and maybe it is just me, but I don't think I'm alone in, in this feeling, but why is it that SmackDown always feels like it's the B show? Why? I wish I had the answer, because... Am, am I am I wrong in, in that statement? Or, or I bring it up because of the I- iconic, or the iconic duo, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They, I think they, they're awesome heels, and, yeah, I, and I, I think they have a bright future ahead of them. But if they're so good at what they do, why didn't they get drafted to Raw? Because that's supposedly the flagship show, right? Even, yeah. though, it's do, even though it has been doing lesser ratings, comparatively speaking, to SmackDown. Sure. Except maybe over the last couple weeks. I, I don't understand it. So I don't I don't either, and I wish I had the answers to that because a lot of it too. When I because when, I've asked that question myself many times, and I think a lot of it too is I have to continue. I have to remember that I have to separate myself from a lot of the WWE universe because I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a pure wrestling purist fan, and to me, the sports entertainment is 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 second. I'm gonna segue a little bit here. But I just, I just want you to, to, to take this in a little bit, just to kind of get you an idea of what I'm talking about here. So post-WrestleMania, the day after, many uh, of the uh, internet wrestling community that said how good WrestleMania was, and, you know, which their opinion, that's fine. And I had wrestling fans, people who I've come to have a lot of respect for as far as their wrestling opinions, say, I, come, I, I watch Ring of Honor and New Japan for my wrestling I watch WWE for my entertainment, which makes no sense to me because <laughs> I watch Ring of Honor and New Japan for both. Uh, but that's that's the audience that I'm dealing with here. So I have to I have to look at that sense where maybe SmackDown is too too wrestling too much wrestling for a WWE audience, and that's the reason why it's the it's the the B show. And a lot of it too is you gotta remember is Raw's Vince's baby. And it will always be treated as such. I mean, is it right? No. But that's just that's just that's the only sense I can make out of it because when you have a show that has AJ Styles that had up until recently 
you know, Bobby Roode. You have Shinsuke Nakamura. You got Daniel Bryan back. That's your A show. That's the show that I'm promoting. <laughs> it should be. You know, and on the other side, you got Brock Lesnar, who's not there. You have Roman Reigns, who, you know, is what he is. You know, you, you have The Miz, who is a great heel, but a mediocre wrestler. I don't see how you promote that higher than you do SmackDown. I just, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, I, I don't either. And even if, even if you, Raw is Vince's baby, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask this. You did a brand extension. You did a brand extension, so you made two separate shows. So did you make a major leagues and a minor leagues? Then what does that, what does that make NXT? If you're gonna make two separate shows, then whether you like it or not, Vince, you're supposed to make them equals. By by that logic, NXT is like the Toledo Mud Hens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're playing like the fucking New York Yankees. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. Or, you know, 2018, the Boston Red Sox. They're, they're currently the best record in baseball. There you go. But... Yeah, I, I don't I don't have an answer unfortunately because I've I've asked that question so many times and it's it's sickening it's sickening just to see Raw get promoted as heavily as it does. I mean, I don't know I I really don't know. The only thing I could say where it makes sense to add more wrestlers or more entertainers whatever to Raw at this point is the extra hour. Um, not with that being said, the extra hour is not being utilized properly. But <laughs> you said it before I could. <laughs> you know, so again, I mean, we 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 have we keep cutting down our own answers because, and we just we're, we're back to square one and we're picking, and you're gonna lose a toe, so we gotta stop. <laughs> so oh my disadvantage. Yeah. So so all right. So that was that was week after WrestleMania. The following week was the Superstar Shakeup. They, they started out with Jinder Mahal getting uh, drafted or, or traded or whatever the hell it was called. Uh, shook up. Shook up. Yeah, he was shook up to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it was a package deal because uh, Sunil Singh, who's actually a, a solid wrestler, will never get a shot at wrestling. Yeah, him and, and his brother because of his fucking gimmick. <laughs> yeah, they'll never get a shot at actually wrestling in the WWE. So uh, Jinder Mahal gets drafted. United States Championship comes to Raw, and uh, Jinder Mahal drops the title that night to Jeff Hardy. So we're talking about Jeff Hardy again. He uh, there you he, go, Pam. Yeah, he, there you go, there you go, Pam, Pamela. There you go. Uh, you know, you almost kill somebody, and then you're rewarded with a Grand Slam championship. It's like, <laughs> it's like so he he goes and he almost mows down some people, and they're like. You're clearly in need of help. What what can we do? What would make you feel better? Here, here. Jinder's going to job to you and give yeah. you this shiny gold belt. Here's some gold. <laughs> Will that keep you from drinking? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, how many times does a guy screw up in, in... And I don't even care about his personal life, but in his professional life. Yeah. How many times are you going to screw up and then get away with it? At least he's not coming to the ring fucked up. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. So, what was that TNA pay-per-view? The match against Sting? Match against Sting. I don't remember what pay-per-view it was, but yeah, that was it pretty comes horrible. comes fucked up, and oh my God. 
<laughs> if it wasn't against Sting's, I mean, Sting pretty much made sure he didn't kill him. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was his job, to make sure you don't kill this man. Yeah, you're welcome, Jeff Hardy. So they get, uh, they get a whole faction in the Riot Squad. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan are, uh, or Stable, I should say. Um, they're now on Raw. Big deal. No big deal. Uh, you know what? In the way of women competitors, there's a lot of potential with these three. Yeah. I look forward to seeing what they can do if given the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of want to see Ruby Riot go on her own. I, I've, I've been watching her since her Shimmer days. She's really good at in-ring, uh, in-ring talent. Liv Morgan doesn't really do a whole lot for me. And Sarah Logan, I just don't know too much about her yet. Ruby Riot is the only one that I've known outside of WWE, so again, that's my... Yeah, again, there's a lot of potential here, and, and clearly Ruby is the, the star of the three. Sure. You know, she's got enough uh, experience underneath her belt. Yes. She seems to get it more than the other two. Again, a lot of potential, but again, I'm back to that question without aggravating my disadvantage here. <laughs> what <do> we... <laughs> You know how much how much potential are we gonna see be fulfilled from these three? You know when when are they gonna stop uh, utilizing that that third hour the wrong way? So we'll, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I'm excited. You know, I'm definitely you you definitely have my attention, and and I I do want to watch and 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 keep keep abreast of things. But it's it's stuff like this. You have so much promise, <laughs> and what comes of that promise? You know is is it still remains to be seen. Absolutely. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They go to Raw as free agents and, yeah. then, and then get signed, if I'm if I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, they get they get announced that by The Miz on his Miz TV show. And uh, Kurt Angle comes out, says, hey, you guys don't work here. And it was in a... In a uh, Cafe moments. Stephanie McMahon sends an email saying they do work here. That's pretty much a stick at the Kurt Angle. That's the that's the angle that they're going with. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Kevin Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are officially on Raw now. Welcome back to the Owens Show. Welcome back to the the Owens Show. Yeah, that's that's really all I'm about to say about that. I'm always yeah. excited to see them two work together. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, if if for those of you who are not familiar. Please go go find you some old Ring of Honor. You know what? Sign up for the Honor Club. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Honor Club. Go get yourself a uh, subscription. I'm not saying you got to do the whole year, but get yourself a month. Try it out for 30 days. See what you like, what you don't like. But more importantly, right now, for, for the purpose of this conversation, go watch some Kevin Steen and El Generico tag matches. Okay. The generic luchador. The generic luchador. That is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You have to watch that stuff. It is absolutely phenomenal. If you don't go anywhere else, at least watch that stuff. I knew you were going to miss that chance for a plug. Hell no. Especially <laughs> with these two guys. I mean, I'm telling you, 10 bucks, and you get to see all that cool shit they used to do in Ring of Honor? Pff, dude, that's... Yeah. Do yourself a favor, yeah. people. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Uh, it seems like their their time on SmackDown uh, was coming to an end. They just didn't have a whole lot going for them with the current storyline writing there. So uh, this was an opportunity for them to again give them a fresh start somewhere else as far as k- 
character-wise, and you know I'm what? all about it, it. Yeah, if they're going to revamp the tag division, these two guys are a tag team you want. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. The next Raw person, uh, he'll get a whole, like, ten seconds from us. Uh, Zack Ryder announced, <laughs> he announced on his Twitter, so they, they didn't even, they didn't even announce it for him. He had to do it. Uh, nobody cares about you, Zack Ryder, anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I'm actually I'm actually a fan of his his in ring work um, to a small extent, but he just he just doesn't know how to get over. I envy his wrestling figure collection. Uh, you know, yeah, I do too. I I envy his ability to get over via social media. Like that's I want that talent. Well, that's probably why they had him announce his transfer on Twitter. Because let's face it, if he did it on camera, no one would give a shit. <laughs> no one would care. So, and he got more than ten seconds, so I lied. <laughs> uh, the next, the next addition uh, was the tag team of Brizongo, the team of Fandango and Tyler Breeze, also known as the Fashion Police. Again, you're revamping a tag division. You you want some some guys who can work. These two can definitely work if given the opportunity. Yeah. Let's let's hope they don't get stuck to comedic skits and not a whole lot of entering work. Like they need to be in there. They need to be either getting people over or getting put over because they both can go. Yeah. I mean, why why can't you do both? Why can't <laughs> why can't you have both? You know, and the thing is. <laughs> For that for that first night that they were on Raw, they did have both. They were doing some goofy shit backstage, and then they had a match against the Bar, and they won. I, I mean, it's that was some solid booking from you know my opinion. So yeah, about wh- damn time. Why not have both? Uh, another female gets uh, moved to Raw, and it's in the form of Natalia, the seasoned veteran. Leaves SmackDown, comes to Raw, and she is immediately put into. A situation in which she looks like she's going to be teaming with Ronda Rousey. Think this is a good fit for either one of them? I think it's a good fit for Rousey. I agree. And and keep in mind, folks, we're coming off of WrestleMania where I sat here and told you on this podcast that I was impressed. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect that coming from Ronda Rousey. Now you're going to put her in a program with Natalia, who's obviously a seasoned veteran. It it only makes sense. Yeah. You know, whatever she needs to be brushed up on, let Natalia do it. Yeah. So, I'm all for it. I hope it gets better. Yeah, this is a this is a, a clear example of the seasoned veteran taking a, a rookie, because that's what Ronda Rousey is in, in professional wrestling, and taking her under her wing. Whether it's, it stays as a tag team or they end up doing a, a rivalry with each other, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good move. It's a good move to move her over and... Really quick, did you hear the the harsh comments from superstar Billy Graham? I did. I, I <laughs> about did. Ronda Rousey. Oh shit, man! You want he got man his his fucking underwear in a bunch, man. Let me tell you, because uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> he's not much of a fan. No, he's not. Oh my god, I'm 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 gonna save I'm gonna save him some face right now and not say what he said. You can go just about anywhere on the internet and look it up. Uh, but there were no kind words for Miss Rousey there from from the superstar, Billy Graham. The man of the hour. The man with the power. The man with the foul mouth. It was announced on his, uh, or not on the WWE's YouTube channel, so he didn't get any airtime. 
Um, Mojo Raleigh is now officially on Raw. Do you see him and Ryder hooking back up? No. No? I don't. That's that's <laughs> that's a uh, well they've been they've been like they they had a, a decent like chance to have a rivalry because they broke up. They're no longer a tag team. And well, that's what I'm saying. Now that I'm sorry, I didn't mean against each other. I meant as a tag team. Do you see them hooking up, uh, hooking back up as a tag team nah. as part of this revamped tag division? No, I just I I don't honestly. I, I maybe I'm I, maybe I'm speaking just for myself here, but I think Mojo Raleigh's is ready for a opportunity at the very least to do a title run. Of some, uh, you know, maybe or at least give him a singles run. Not necessarily a title run. I shouldn't have said that, but a singles run. I'll agree a, with a, a single, singles yeah. run. Yeah, I'll agree with a singles run, not a title run. Not, yeah, not yet. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I, I spoke a little too, too ahead of myself there. A singles run. I think he's ready for. It. I don't think bringing that him with Zack Ryder is is going to be anything for his career. I think Mojo Raleigh is ready for that next step. Um, and he wasn't getting it on SmackDown. No, and no, he wasn't. It's just so. Here at the very least, maybe maybe with the extra hour, he'll get an opportunity. We'll see. I I, I doubt it, but uh, I would like to see him get a, at least a shot to see what, so I can see him better as a in ring performer. See what he can do. So, the next one that happened in the show. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I don't get excited. I don't jump out of my seat for Raw. I haven't in a long time. I, and I remember I jumped up so loud, my wife came out of the bedroom like, "What is, is your problem?" <laughs> and I was like, "You got." I'm pointing at the TV, and she's just, she's going crazy too. And she's not even a wrestling fan. Uh, so it's Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he's he's doing this whole weird uh, angle. It's not really weird, but it's very much a heel angle. He's back to being a heel. You never really know what he's going to do next. That's kind of what I like about it right now. Congratulations, uh, Dolph. Yeah. And he uh, had made this a bit with Titus Worldwide. They wanted to join Titus Worldwide. And he says, look, I didn't come here alone. And out of the crowd comes Drew McIntyre. And that's when I jumped out of my seat. I did not see that one coming. I was like, hell yes. And we talked about it. <laughs> Many times on this episode already, if you're going to revamp the tag team division, boom, there you go, right there. There you go. Immediate contenders in my book, shit. Uh, if, I were the, if, if I was the booking committee, they would already have the titles on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like some Triple H shit right yeah. here. Right here. <laughs> yeah, here, just take the belts. <laughs> Why not? They're giving fucking Jeff Hardy a U.S. title. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah, you didn't almost kill anybody. Why, did, why not? Maybe that's what they got to do. <laughs> <laughs> just have a crazy night of partying and then see where it goes and maybe you'll be champion next day <laughs> yeah you know what Drew McIntyre coming back to the main roster last time he was on the main roster he was part of a lame faction called 3MB oh lord um, but it's 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 just a random tag team this is not the first time that they've done this with, with Drew McIntyre if you remember the dashing ones when he was with uh, dashing Cody Rhodes that came out of nowhere Came out of came nowhere. Out of nowhere, and it worked so well, but for such a short little time. Man, I really like to see these guys do something for a long time because, let's face it, Dolph Ziggler's not going to get a world title push, especially on Raw, in the any time in the near future. Give him a tag team run. You know what? It, I agree with you wholeheartedly, <laughs> but I'm also going to say this. this. This tag team's coming out of nowhere. 
I see them going very far. Whether they whether or not they get a title, they should. Yeah. But whether or not they get a title is is not important to me. Yeah. Um, but whatever they do, let them do it as a tag team. Keep them together for a while, and then I think that would be enough meat behind both of them in experience to where Dolph could be elevated back to a, a singles title run. Or either one of them. Well, yeah, either one of them. You but know. Uh, uh, no no offense to Drew. I think he's awesome, but I'm, I'm a huge Ziggler mark. Sure. So. Oh, yeah. I'm with you on that. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler is one of those great wrestlers that will never... Or not, will never, but has never really gotten a legit championship run. And at, as far as Nick Nemeth, the the man behind the name, the gimmick, I don't know if that really matters to him because you know what he's, it, it, he's getting paid handsomely to do what he does. I I think for for a time there at least, I think it goes through every performer's mind when you're when you're at this level with this company yeah and you know he it's not like he's never had a title with them he's had titles yeah but the dude can work he's yeah un- unlike uh, the disco inferno who's on the television screen <laughs> right now jesus um <laughs> you know it's bad enough my eye is wonky right now i can't stare at that fucking neon orange he's got on <laughs> but anyway, getting back to Ziggler, it's not like he hasn't had titles with the company or anything like that. But I think every performer of his caliber, I think it's only natural that they go through that mindset where like, damn it, what am I doing wrong to where I don't have a fucking title? It's been a while since I've had a title. Yeah. Where's my fucking shot? Whether he cares about that these days, sure, that's only for him to say. Right. But I could see where... You you would get that frame of mind from like you know what I'm fucking over it I'm here to do my job and get paid and I do my job very well so either way I, I mean I would like to see him run for a singles title somewhere down the line but, am, right, but yeah. right now I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves Let, let's pair him up with uh, McIntyre and dude let's give let's let's give it a go yeah absolutely I, I wholeheartedly agree with that I. I really dig both of those guys. I was really happy to see Drew McIntyre win world titles elsewhere, especially the way that it ended for him in in WWE the first time. Uh, he really, I don't want to say he got the raw end of the stick because he put himself in that situation. He did. Himself, so he did. It's it's hard for me to to, to sympathize with you know for him, but you know at, at the same time his in ring ability speaks for itself. What what sticks out in my mind about Drew McIntyre is, you know, after he had the falling out with the company and he left, there was an interview or a podcast I had heard of with Jim Ross, and Jim Ross was talking about how he ran into him overseas. And he was like, man, the kid looks good. You know, he's definitely brushed up his skill and everything in the ring. He's like, I can't wait for, for them to do business with him again. And when he comes back, he's going to be a fucking force to be reckoned with. And he comes back, and he becomes NXT champ. Yeah, he gets called up now. Yeah, I, I see nothing but it's it's nothing but up for Drew McIntyre. I think we're kind of back to where he was when he first got with the company. You know, the the future, if you will. So it's great. It, but at the same time, too, I like I like to see both of them have successful singles runs. I like to see them go at it against each other at some point. But 
for now, I'm all about these two teaming together. Ho- and- yeah, hopefully they they give them a little bit of the the leeway, like NXT does with the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Adam Cole is your North American Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, but he's also tag champions, so. You know, he's he's got a little bit of double duty right now, but I think if if any any duo can handle double duty on the raw roster, it's it's fucking Ziggler and McIntyre. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that right there for sure was the highlight of I think this entire superstar shakeup for me personally. But moving on, he wasn't on Raw. I don't know if he's heard or something. I'm not sure. But uh, Baron Corbin gets moved to the Raw brand from SmackDown. Good or bad for Baron Corbin? <laughs> it all depends on his fucking attitude. <laughs> Isn't good. that always with the, the situation good, for Baron Corbin? Good. I mean, he's got a hell of an opportunity. Yeah. But what, what he makes of it is something completely different. I mean, him going... <laughs> him getting all salty and and butthurt a few months ago and and clearly they you know they took the US title away from him and and all that stuff. They also took the money in the bank situation. and the money in the bank away from him. I, I didn't know that at first. That, yeah. that he he spoke out when he shouldn't have been speaking out and they made an example out of him. They, again, right. again, he was of that mind frame like, "Hey, I'm doing the fucking job. Where's my where you know, yeah. where's my shot and all this?" And then they made an example out of him like, "You don't belong speaking up." So, at least not the way that he was. I I don't remember the exact Yeah, there's a way to there's a way but... to to do things and there's a way not to do things. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he's he he needs to learn. But here he is. He's he's failed upwards. And he didn't have to try to potentially uh, hit anybody with a car. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I again, I like Baron Corbin. I, I'm, I'm a fan, and and I think he's got a lot of potential. Again, if if he keeps his attitude adjusted, no pun intended, yeah. then uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see some uh, uh, a much brighter future for Baron Corbin on Raw. I like I like Baron Corbin a lot. Uh, his is in ring. I'm telling Kenny Omega. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not quite there yet. <laughs> no, uh, Barry Corbin's got so much potential in that ring. He's he's a big guy that knows how to work in different ways that other big guys still can't figure out. Talking to you, Braun Strowman. <laughs> um, I know he doesn't have the mass of Braun Strowman, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of potential, and I really do see him. Obviously, this is post-Brock Lesnar uh, being in the company. I do see him as, as as a future Universal Champion, so long as he gets his head out of his ass. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Very, very true. Because not only do I feel that way about about a uh, about Baron Corbin, but I guarantee you that Vince feels the same way. That's the reason why he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just stop being an idiot. Stop, stop being a knucklehead. Get. Play well with others. <laughs> you don't have to like everybody, but just for the love of God, just yeah, you bite gotta, your tongue. Yeah, you got to work with them. <laughs> you know? So I, I like I like to move. Uh, you know, a change of scenery is is definitely nice, especially with the the whole different landscape and with SmackDown becoming now, um, it was becoming less and less room for Baron Corbin uh, as far as the main titles are concerned not saying that he's going to come to raw and become universal champion overnight but i feel 
right now for him, it, it's much better, uh, much more realistic for him to win, be Universal Champion or even Intercontinental Champion on Raw than it would be to be WWE Champion on SmackDown, at least for right now. Very true. I'm I'm going to no, I'm not going to skip anything. Uh, a couple small ones that were introduced on Twitter. Mike Kanellis, if you can remember him being on SmackDown, uh, he's now on Raw, formerly known as Michael Mike Bennett in Ring of Honor, uh, former leader of the Kingdom. I think he was leader, remember at least of the Kingdom. Uh, yeah, remember at least. I, I don't think he's done anything since uh, Maria got pregnant. I don't know if she gave birth or not. Maybe maybe he's been away to be with his kid. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going yeah, on with him. I, I'm not sure either. I I know he didn't necessarily have the the best of pushes either. No, and, and I, I know part means. part of it was him. I I remember hearing how he was basically told like, "Hey, you're you need to get into shape. We've asked you to do this, and you're not doing it. So, you know, this is on you." So I could see where he kind of got lost in the shuffle. So hopefully he's back and yeah. and, and he can do some some good stuff. Because the man can go. If you yeah, he, he can. <laughs> uh, also announced on Twitter was Chad Gable. So that's interesting because it does two things. It breaks up him and Shelton Benjamin. I don't know if Shelton Benjamin's leaving or what, or he's doing a singles thing. And it potentially, at this point, uh, could bring back American Alpha if they decide to go that route. Hopefully that's the route. I mean, no, no, uh, no disrespect to Shelton. But uh, Shelton Benjamin, but uh, man, I I need I need me some Air American Alpha back in my life, and uh, I need them to get their shit together and make a run at these tag titles. You know, when they when they got called up to SmackDown, it was the same situation as the Ascension to an extent, to where I'm preaching, not preaching, I'm I'm. I'm all about, I'm root for these guys. I'm telling everybody who hasn't seen them, including Mr. Wrestling Six, about these guys. <laughs> and again, he's like, man, they're, they're they're good wrestlers, but there's nothing special about them. And it's like I know, but they were great <laughs> in NXT. Like, start watching NXT, man. Because <laughs> I'm selling you this shit, and then I'm being made a liar when they get called up because they were boring. They were they were boring, but. But I will say this: the problem with American Alpha is that they are too good of wrestlers for a company that does not appreciate wrestling. Yeah, that's that was, ex- that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's a shame. Um, you have you have to bring them back together though, because Chad Gable, even though he's a guy, and this might sound crazy for you WWE fans out there, Chad Gable is a guy that could be a Universal Champion. That's how good he is. Uh, he won't be. Because that's how good he is. But, I don't try to make sense of that one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's just, that's just, that's just how it goes. He's going, he's pretty much, as long as he's with that company and so long as he's just a wrestler's wrestler, he will just, he just needs to be in a tag team. And so therefore, you need to bring back American Alpha. And let's face facts, it wasn't like the, the crowd like Jason Jordan anyways. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, yeah, bring them back together. Let them do the thing. You're t- we're talking about revamping that tag team division. There's nothing wrong with having a surplus of tag teams that are legit. Yeah. So, Instagram, they, they're using all sorts of social media over the past week. Announced through WWE's Instagram was the tag team I was talking about earlier. 
Connor and Victor, the Ascension, aka LOD three thousand. <laughs> That's what they've been made into. Folks. LOD meets Jesus. demolition, whatever you want to call them. Meets Warlord and the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever other face painted tag team ever existed. <laughs> That's what they are. Nothing exciting about these guys anymore. They just, they've just been absolutely just destroyed by the, their own company. But they're going to be added to the tag team division on Raw. Moving uh, again, yeah. hopefully they get the opportunity to do something. Let's hope. Maybe, maybe the W the new booking strategy for the for for Raw would be to do something so shocking as to give them the tag titles pretty soon. Wouldn't that be fucking great? Yeah, and have them relive their NXT days. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, let, let's let them let them go. Stop <laughs> stop writing stupid gimmicks for them. You know, I, I don't need to see them in fucking uh, comedic skits involving the fashion police. Okay, no, I, no, no, it, I don't. And, you know, and here's the thing: why not do that instead of having this forced, stupid tag team between uh, Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? Which, by the way, I love delete, 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 but the WWE universe does not. <laughs> that crowd does not do it with them. Stop forcing it. It's it, it's not good. It's terrible. <laughs> Just admit the fact that Impact Wrestling beat you on something. Because whatever they did there, down in, in Florida wrestling down there, it just, it's destroying what you're doing as far as that character goes. Yeah. So stop doing that. Let, let a legit tag team take over, like the Ascension, or, or you know any other tag team we mentioned earlier. <laughs> but no, because... It's it's gonna be Bray Wyatt versus or Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy as your new tag team champions. I'm calling it right now, and there's a reason why I'm calling it. Fuck. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, the last call, our last trade or whatever, was uh, Bobby Roode making his Raw debut. Glorious, glorious Bobby Roode, and yeah, that's uh, that's it for Raw. That's it for Raw. That's it for Raw. You okay with Bobby Roode going to Raw? Uh, yeah, I, I think Bobby Roode has amalgamated himself to the company in a very short amount of time. He gets it. He, you know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. Again, it's just, it's going to be one of those, yeah, I understand this is the flagship show. They have all these fucking shakeups. Mm. <laughs> Fucking draft picks, people. <laughs> <laughs> and now my concern is, what what is the what is the the team of Raw Bookers going to do with all this talent now? Because again, that's that's the big X factor here. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, the, as long as he as long as he does what he's been doing this whole time, I, I think he'll be fine. He's very versatile, both in the ring and out of the ring. Agree. So SmackDown got a they got their own shakeups as they drafted, I mean traded to from <laughs> Raw to SmackDown. They, the first one was the United States champion Jeff Hardy. So the United States Championship back over on SmackDown. Jeff Hardy is now a part of SmackDown. And uh yeah, that's that. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. I really don't. You know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it was it was a stupid little gimmick I, or, or angle they did where Jinder Mahal goes raw. I, I, I get w- what they did there where he's forced to immediately defend the title. So that sets, and then he loses it. So that sets up that little issue that he has over on Raw. And then you can move Jeff Hardy silently to SmackDown. And the United States title remains on, on SmackDown. Uh, but for storyline purposes, it doesn't make any sense. Because why would Paige tr- trade over the United States champion? And then Kurt Angle trade back over the United States champion? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> already. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and then you've got... you you would You would hope... The whole reason they brought the Hardys back to begin with was because of the wildly successful gimmick they had in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, where he's brother Nero. Now, don't get me wrong, it wasn't the WWE's fault that they got caught up in a legal battle all this whole time. Sure. But now that's over with, you think they would want to capitalize on that even a little bit. I'm not saying they won't try with Bray Wyatt now, but wouldn't have it made some sort of sense to keep Jeff Hardy with his brother and just add Bray Wyatt to the mix. Oh, yeah. And, ha- and just still have him be Brother Nero or Brother Nero-esque. Mm-hmm. So, again, also doesn't make sense. Much like uh, Brenda McMichael bringing a fucking dog into the ring <laughs> on this pay-per-view that we're watching, which is WCW Bash at the Beach 1996. I'm trying to figure out who this Joe Gomez guy is. I don't remember Joe <laughs> Gomez, but uh, let me tell you, he's in the ring against Steve McMichael. We're not trying to get off track here, but all, all this stuff we're watching, you can watch on the WWE Network, and guess what? If you go through us, you'll help us support the show and, and keep our podcast free and and, uh, and all that good stuff. And you can go and find all the information you need to get a subscription to the WWE Network over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. And then you get to see Joe Gomez take on Steve, Steve McMichael Michael. along with his wife, his wife at the time, Brenda, and their poodle. I don't remember the poodle's name, nor should I. <laughs> but yeah, and this is why none of this fucking card was memorable <laughs> other than... <laughs> The, the whole NWO angle at the end of it. Yeah. I had a feeling. Organization. Yeah, <laughs> organization, yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling. Now that we're watching this, it's like shit match after shit match, with the exception of Psychosis and Rey Mysterio at yeah, the very that was beginning. Good match, yeah. But it's like, I wonder if they purposely booked it. Like, it was like they had a brain fart. Like, we don't know what else to do for this show because we've focused so much time and effort <laughs> that, yeah. into this whole mystery partner thing. Just so here, you're going to go out there and you're going to fight that guy there. Go, <laughs> go now. Yeah. And Joe Gomez is like the janitor. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're big enough. You, you Put these boots on. Put that fucking mop down. Get <laughs> out the ring. Uses <laughs> the guy sitting in front row. <laughs> Joe Gomez. But I digress. Back, back Future WWE Hall of Famer here. <laughs> back to the SmackDown shakeups. Back to the SmackDown shakeups. Uh, the uh, next one is Absolution is drafted or traded to SmackDown. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. They just swapped. 
pretty much. That's all that was. Uh, yeah, this this one makes sense though because Pages. Pages yeah. is the general manager. Yeah. So I I dip. She'll probably do some kind of angle with them. For I a would while. assume. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense because she was she was good for them whether she was able to wrestle or not. Uh, those two definitely need some direction. They're 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 getting there. But, they're getting there, but they're not there yet. Yeah, they're not. Uh, the next one is Samoa Joe gets drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, fan of that or not? Doesn't sound like you. Well, too well, no. You know what? I am a fan. Okay. D- don't get me wrong. I would have. I think Joe. Joe. Joe is one of those talents that. You want him to when you get him in your company, you want him to be showcased at the highest level because he's fucking worth it. Yeah. And he had that opportunity for it to happen on Raw and then they draft him a SmackDown. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy that he's still he he's going to get a push. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he's probably next on AJ Styles' list as far as major programs. And I, I hate to say this because I'm, I'm an even bigger fan of AJ Styles, but I think AJ drops that title to Smojo. I think so? Yeah. I don't know how, how soon it's going to happen, but that that's my pick. That That's my fantasy booking. You know what? I, I would love to see Samojo and AJ Styles in that ring again. Hell yeah. Those guys, those guys put on a as, show. As long as it's not uh, five fucking hours into your card when, yeah. when the fans are... Too tired to give two fucking shits about uh, a possible great performance. <laughs> hint, hint, fucking WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I'm excited about Joe uh, coming to SmackDown. I think that landscape kind of fits what I want to see Samoa Joe do, anyways, personally. Uh, I don't want to see him being booked against Strowman and Lesnar, whether Lesnar's there or not anymore, is irrelevant or. Or Roman Reigns all the time. But you know what? I was I was excited at the prospect of him going up against Roman Reigns as as part of a revenge, as long as Lesnar was out of the picture. Well, that th- match is still happening. No, but I mean it's it's he's he's going to be on SmackDown now, so we're not going to see that long term. No, you know it's going to be one that, and done. that rivalry. Yeah, yeah that rivalry is not going to be there. Sure, there's one guy I forgot to mention because he was on. He was actually traded to SmackDown on Raw. That was The Miz, former Intercontinental Champion. The Miz, and let it be known that he is not going to be accompanied by The Miz Taraj, who are staying on Raw um, to do absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Not that they're doing anything with The Miz. Yeah, you're right. Uh, But The Miz is back on, on SmackDown, and the immediate rivalry is him and Daniel Bryan, as we talked about on the show. Don't need to see that, but we both knew it was coming. Yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> Anything to add to that? <laughs> um, Any you know, excitement for the Miz? I, I hope Jeff Hardy tries to hit him with a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's about it. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, Miz and, 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 and Daniel Bryan, we knew that was going to happen. It's a safe match. It's a match that a lot of the universe wants to see. It's a it's a gimmick match. It's, that's all it's going to be. Uh, can I segue a bit here? Cause we talk- Please. We talked about the... We were just fucking talking about Joe Gomez a few minutes ago. <laughs> Joe Gomez. You can segue all you want, brother. <laughs> I, I already forgot his name until you mentioned it. Is this guy again fighting Steve McMichael? <laughs> so I want to I wanna kind of uh, pull out my inner Jesse Ventura conspiracy theorist here. Ooh, I'm excited already. <laughs> so 
We talked about it a few episodes Never ago. Never mind the balls in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Cena, wrestling Undertaker. <laughs> so we talked about it on a previous episode here about Daniel Bryan and speculation that he was actually ready to go quite some time they are holding him back. Yeah, episode eight. Episode eight. <clears throat> Thank you. So you have a guy, let's just say there is, that he's legit can't, can't compete. Okay. You have a guy who can't compete anymore, and you have The Miz, who since, since Daniel Bryan became general manager at SmackDown, the Miz was very adamant on antagonizing Daniel Bryan and the fact that he can't wrestle anymore, including stealing the 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 yes kicks that he continued to use. <laughs> uh, you know, he actually used it this this past week. Yeah, yep. And then you had the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn angle, where again they kept antagonizing, antagonizing the fact that he can't wrestle anymore. And every single time that it happened, you see Daniel Bryan clench his fist like even more like he's ready to go he's ready to go and for me it just seemed like the entire time the writing was on the wall so when, when I got the news that day that Daniel Bryan was was cleared I was happy but the one thing that I wasn't was shocked because the way that they wrote The Miz especially The Miz but even Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn it was we're gonna keep antagonizing 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 then shit, Daniel Bryan's actually able to defend himself again. I find a really hard... I have a really hard time believing this entire time that you did, they did this. It's not the first time that they've antagonized somebody who can't go anymore. You know, they've even stooped so low as in to have characters like with Randy Orton claiming that, Rand, that Eddie Guerrero wasn't in heaven, that he was actually in hell. That was a WWE writer for you. Yeah. Or... Uh, or Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro making fun of Animal for the fact that his tag team partner's dead. Yeah. Uh, that's, that happened too, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that did. Uh, so it's not far-fetched for me, for this company to do that, but it just seems to continuously do it over and over and over and over again. It almost seems as if they knew from the get-go that Daniel Bryan was going to come back. There's usually two schools of thought with these what you're calling a conspiracy theory. I don't call it a conspiracy theory. I call it good booking. And and I say that because if you're if you're doing your job as a booker for any promotion, not just the WWE, you're thinking three and four moves ahead. You should be. Does that often happen? No. Especially these days in that in the organization that is the WWE because you don't have one or two central bookers. You have a fucking team of bookers. You have too many cooks in such a small-ass kitchen, so to speak. And that's why shit gets fucked up from time to time, more often than not. Keep that in mind when I say there's also that that school of thought where someone had the, the foresight to think ahead and like, hey, maybe we could do this, this, and this still accomplish certain things whether or not he comes back. And the only reason I bring that up is because if you listen to someone like Bruce Pritchard, whether it be in an interview or on his podcast, what have you, he'll tell you when he used to book for them, that's what he would do. He It, it was almost like he booked with a contingency plan all the time. 
And whether you like Bruce Pritchard or you hate Bruce Pritchard, it's hard to argue that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He thought about his moves. He was often a few moves ahead of everybody else in the style that he booked. And he's, you know, I'm not saying he's the fucking end-all, be-all of bookers, because I personally don't think that, even though he's responsible for a lot of... (laughs) entertainment on television that I've been a fan of, but he's up there. Yeah. Especially when it comes to shit he's done in the WWE. So, with that being said, the only other the, the only part of the phrase conspiracy theory that I'm going to sit here and entertain at this point is the equivalent of a Rue Goldberg machine. You know what a Rue Goldberg machine is? Do you ever Not see familiar. Do you ever see those like uh like, do you remember Pee-wee's Playhouse? Yeah. Okay, so on Pee-wee's Playhouse, he, how we'd have that, like, long, drawn-out fucking series of machines to make one little thing happen? Okay. That's a Rue Goldberg machine. I think, in the way of conspiracy theory booking here, I think this could be, like, a happy fucking accident where it just kind of... What happened organically with, with Daniel Bryan kind of sparked the idea in somebody's head, like, hey it already kind of pans in with what is already played out on television. We should just book book The Miz over to SmackDown and get that squared away between the two. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. So that that's my that's my opinion on all that. Sure. Uh, whether or not you think I'm full of shit or makes sense, that's all on you. You can you can hate tweet me at twenty X twenty crew on Twitter. You can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 20x20 crew. And then you can uh, come fucking email us, 20x20crew at gmail.com, and uh, let us know you want in the the Facebook group. And so you can come and harass me with, <laughs> with, your, with other conspiracy theories or hate, hate statements towards me. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I've already lost a toe. What else do I have to lose? I, I, yeah, I, I guess for me, it's it's just I, I hate the fact that they got that lucky. Then if that's if that's how pants out. Yeah, it's like I, son of a bitch. I agree. It works for them. I agree. Uh, and by the way, Pee Wee Herman, uh, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame next year. I'm calling it right now. Really? Yeah. All I'm, right. Just because uh, he appeared on a well, you know, Big Show dressed up like him once, so that <laughs> <laughs> that qualifies him for a uh, Hall of Fame. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we like to have a good time on here and WWE's expense. Um, moving on to the to the next, there's actually a call up here. So I don't know why this is part of the shakeup. It's not like Paige went in there and traded with Kurt Angle for NXT guys. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works either. But uh, new faction on SmackDown or stable, whatever you want to call them, uh, Sanity. Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane made their debut on the main roster without Nikki Cross, by the way, who is the fourth member of Sanity. She hasn't been seen in quite some time. I don't know if she's hurt or if she's having a contract dispute or what's going on with her. I don't know what's going on. She was not mentioned. She either. wasn't mentioned either. You know what? I don't know if this is going to be like, hey, let's just fucking for- like make everybody forget about her yeah. and then she'll fucking show up later. Yeah. Or or they're gonna keep her in NXT because they need people for Shayna Baszler. Yeah, to... she's badass. She is badass. She's so badass. I could see that happening too. 
That's why I said, you know, yeah. you and I both have uh, the utmost faith in NXT. Maybe that was their call. Like, hey, we're going to keep her because we need Shayna Baszler to have some, some legit opponents. Well, it's like when they called up uh, uh, Enzo Moray and, and, and Colin Cassidy, a.k.a. Big Cass. They left Carmella down there to... For different reasons. For, for for her, it was to season her skills and to be not just a third wheel in that tag team, but to be her own thing. And it worked. Uh, in this case, it would be for Nikki Cross, who doesn't need the to become even, even any more seasons. He's already there. But to help out and bridge the gap between you know people like Ember Moon and Peyton Royce and Billy Kay leaving... You know, so now everybody can get called up. Same way that Bailey was left down there when Charlotte and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks all got called up. She was left down there to bridge the gap. She was the opponent for Asuka. Yes. You know, and then and then she got her chance. So it was play play your part. But I don't know because she hasn't NXT, she hasn't been mentioned on NXT in quite some time either. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with Nikki Cross. Yeah, n- neither am I. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I am excited about Sanity coming to SmackDown. Hell yeah. I love this group. Um, Alexander, or no, sorry, Killian Dane, all three of them are great. Yeah. And I, I've been watching Eric Young since I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bad, bad pun there. Uh, Killian, Killian Dane, uh, for me, man, ever since the War, War Games, Games match. I've just I I've been absolutely just amazed by what this guy can do. He's definitely stepped up and and yeah, I'm excited. Again, you've got you've got these three going to SmackDown. You've, they've got a major opportunity. It'll be interesting to see what the what they can do and what what they let them do. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Colin Cassidy, Big Cass made his return to WWE after suffering a, a serious injury. Although I do forget what it was. Uh, yeah, I forget what it uh, was. He injured something. Now, yeah. now, he's, now he's healthy again. He was hurt. He was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and he immediately puts himself in the the top main event picture because he helps out Shinsuke Nakamura beat up on AJ Styles and I'm drawing a blank on who AJ Styles was in the ring against, but he's he's with Shinsuke Nakamura right now. He's got. So, he, so what you're saying, he's no longer soft? He's no longer, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised they, they didn't change the name altogether. Just, I mean, I know he's not, he had nothing to do, I hope he had nothing to do with the whole Enzo Mori yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Uh, but I, I just thought they were going to repackage him altogether. Like, yeah, this guy's nothing like that Yeah, anymore. yeah, I, I'm surprised they kept the name as well. I don't think he's doing the whole uh, soft thing anymore. I, I no, but, I, I wouldn't have him do that. I, well, he wasn't doing it even when he when he turned heel initially either. He was, yeah. I think he had his own like new theme song and everything. Like he was just more serious wrestler yeah. now. So uh, I see more or less the same with that. Uh, it looks like he's gonna get pushed into the main event picture right away. Don't not say he's gonna get a title right away, but he's um, he's not starting from scratch at this point. You okay with that? I I guess I am. You don't have a choice, but yeah, I, I guess I am. It's the interest. The, there's an interesting pair there in him and Nakamura, and I'm a fan of this whole heel Nakamura angle. It's don't get me wrong. I don't like the way they did it, the way they turned him. But now that he's heel, 
I, th- I think it's going to unleash the inner Nakamura that uh, we have yet to see here in in his time with, with Raw and SmackDown. So I'm excited. And, and no matter what capacity Big Cass is in relation to Nakamura, I'm still really interested. Absolutely. The final woman to be moved from uh, one show to another. Uh, excuse me. Empress. Empress, I apologize. <laughs> I, it's not really a move for me because she was already on SmackDown at this point. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that's all about. Uh, but officially, Asuka, no questions about it anymore, is a member of Team SmackDown. Good fit? Right fit? Yeah, I, I like her better on SmackDown than, than on Raw. Um, well, only because I think she'll get, she'll, she'll get more time, more focus. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you recall from episode nine, I did say that Charlotte Flair, I predicted that she was going to get moved. I obviously am wrong about that. So it looks like we might see more Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. If, yeah. And I, I'm all about that. Please yeah. book it, book it right now. <laughs> <laughs> A couple tag teams got moved to, from Raw to SmackDown. We have Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. They are... Now on SmackDown? Yes. Thoughts on that? Uh, well, you've got the potential for the the club to get back together, uh, which... The better club, Yeah, the, the better club, by the way. Uh, and then, I mean, they're a legitimate tag team. Again, they, they, need, <laughs> they need time and, and, a, and a proper fucking angle to, to be what they were. I, I really don't understand the fucking infatuation of taking uh, these performers' successes and then just be like, hey, they never happen. You start here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, as if they weren't part of the biggest wrestling faction in wrestling right now. Man. They were such a huge part of that. Fuck. That's the reason why you signed them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't like. You're not gonna try to fool me and say, "Oh, we we just happened to catch you guys one day." And, you can't you can't you know. say they don't exist after Corey Graves is fuck up on on uh, television. Yeah, Corey Graves. If you, if you guys didn't watch uh, the the uh, what what edition of Raw was it? It's the April sixteenth edition of Raw. If I'm, my, yeah. my dates are correct here. He Finn Balor comes out. He does Balor Club for everyone. It's for everyone and. Corey Graves, uh, he yells out on national TV, bullet clubs for everyone. <laughs> and Michael Cole corrects him, and, and Corey Graves plays it off, and it gets awkwardly silent. Somebody in that grill position was giving him an earful, I can guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he has an ear left. Yeah. Corey Graves was probably sitting in that. He probably soiled himself after he said that. Cause, <laughs> oh, shit, I fucked that up. <laughs> you know, he had his... Uh, he had his his uh, Sid Vicious moment. You know, we're live, pal. You <laughs> fucked that one up. Uh, you know, and I can see, like, like Vince McMahon, like, hey, that's, uh, you can't be saying that on TV. You know, that, that's, that's a, we're blatantly ripping off this group that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense of that one, by the way, people. Really quick, uh, for those of you who frequent Twitter, I think it's on Facebook now, too, there, there's a, a tw- there's a Twitter account called Brian the Guppy, and he took the one of the Snapchat filters to an old promo of Sid Vicious as Sid Justice, 
if you have if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, find it. Find it fast. Look him up on Twitter. He's Brian the Guppy. You will laugh your fucking ass off. The uh, the other tag team that we got here is Cesaro and Sheamus, aka the Bar. This makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, they have ran roughshod through Raw and all the all their tag teams there. Move them over to SmackDown. Let them do it over on SmackDown. Let them do it over on SmackDown. I agree. It kind of sucks though that fucking Raw's got all these tag teams now, and they should have like like damn like where were they fucking months ago you know, <laughs> but at least they get to do do it against a fresh roster. Well, you know what? You got Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Maybe this would be a fresh start for them too. Yeah, I to hope be so. A serious tag team again. You have the Usos. No matter how you feel about the Usos. As far as the gimmicks, the wrestling ability has always been there. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's 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 room for improvement elsewhere. I mean, in that in that SmackDown tag team division as well. Well, now you've got Sanity there, so Sanity's I, I can there. see Sanity being yeah. a part of that. And who knows? Who knows what what happens with this? You know, I'm not saying I want to see Shinsuke as, as SmackDown tag team champion, but we'll see we'll see what 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 this happens with Big Cass and, and Shinsuke. Maybe there's chemistry there. If there's chemistry there, maybe that works. Who knows? Um, I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and and say that the new day are going to offer much to the bar. I'm not going to sit there and say there's smaller tag teams that are on SmackDown because it's kind of got depleted at this point. But I deplete, agree. Deplete. Deplete. Yeah. Deplete. <laughs> and speaking of deplete or delete, that's the reason why I said that Wyatt and Hardy will win at Rumble because. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for them to be Raw Tag Team Champions on SmackDown. Yeah. Though it is WWE, and, you know, who knows. <laughs> I, I can see them swapping the titles, and the SmackDown Tag Titles would be on Raw for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Silly, silly, silly company that we were talking about here. Yeah, speaking of silly. Speaking of silly, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know this guy still worked for the company. Yes, he does. Yeah, our truth got moved from SmackDown to... Actually, he got moved from main events to SmackDown because he wasn't on Raw. He had to be on main event. Yet another fucking talent uh, <laughs> who's been just fucking wrecked over the years by this company. He's probably getting paid handsomely and that's the only reason he's staying that's, more than likely. That's why, he, that's why he goes out there and prays himself to be a retard. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that's a, that's, a, that's a bad word, but that's what he's been playing as. Yeah. And... Our truth if you don't know, this dude can go. <laughs> Two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion we're talking about here. And those were hell... Dude, those runs, some of the best NWA runs I've, I've seen in at, at that point, man. They were, dude, I'm all about Ron Killings as, as champ. It, it, it sucks. It sucks that... I try to explain this to to my, my younger sister again. I think when, when, he got, when he got brought back... To WWE because he was K Quick for a while. Yeah, when he got brought back, I was like, "Man, this dude, this dude can go." And I had another same thing where I was proven <laughs> to be a liar. It's like this guy sucks. He's a, he's a joke. And it's like I know, but that's not what he was. Why does this keep happening to me? So I get made a liar a lot when it comes to professional wrestling. Uh, moving on to the the last moves, it's actually a call up. You have Andrade Cien Almas and his manager, Zelina Vega, getting called up. We talked about it with Ember Moon. He just lost the NXT Championship uh, just a little over a week 
prior, and now he's on SmackDown. What do you think of this move? Uh, it kind of sucks because, again, you and I, on our, on our last episode, Episode 9, Rivalries Part 1, man, it would have been so nice to sit through another couple months, at the very least, of a feud between Aleister Black and Cien Almas. You could have at least taken it to the May takeover in Chicago. Yeah. I know Chicago very well. They would appreciate that main event for sure. Oh, my God. So. Without a doubt. So, yeah. Other than that, congratulations on the call-up. It's not like he's undeserving. No, yeah, you're right. And there's so many there's so many guys that you, you can put him in that ring with. I mean, I don't see him getting pushed to the main event right away. No, I don't either. But I, can you imagine uh, Almas versus AJ Styles? That match, Nakamura. Nakamura. You know, Samoa Joe. Yeah. Daniel Bryan yeah. would be a good. I mean, he this dude's a legit wrestler. I mean, he's he's a he can go for sure. And I that's that, that you and I have the same gripe. It's the only gripe is the fact that. Selfishly, we wanted to see him go at it with Aleister Black one more time, at, at least, least one more time, at least one more time. And it's not—well, I mean, it's not going to happen in the foreseeable future, but maybe those two will cross paths again. But other than that, yeah, Andrade Cianamas definitely deserves to be on the main roster. I like it better on SmackDown. I, I, this could personally I like SmackDown better because it seems the legit wrestlers tend to go to SmackDown. So, I mean, looking at all this. I know Braun Strowman was rumored to go to SmackDown. I'm glad he stays on Raw. That's where he belongs. He should be on the main event. He should, yeah, he should be on main event. He should be on the Superstars, the defunct show that doesn't Fucking exist anymore. Dark matches. Yeah, somewhere. I, you know, just give him his own show on the WWE Network that you know only like super you know sports entertainment fans watch. <laughs> Braun Strowman wrestles or competes against this person every week, and that's it. Stop. St- yeah, stop. Stop coming to Raw. The fact that Braun Strowman and some random referee's kid is are, are the most recent Raw Tag Team Champions is disgusting. Man, that would have pissed me off so bad. Yeah, I mean, you talk about guys who just do what they have to do for the business. I guarantee you that Cesaro and Sheamus were motherfucking people that night. I bet they were, I, and, I, they, if, and rightfully so. If they weren't, I, there's something wrong. There's <laughs> some, something wrong with that. But that is your superstar shakeup. Any last... Opinions, thoughts, concerns. Yeah, good luck. Good <laughs> luck to any of this shit working because if they're the booking committees can't get uh, their shit together and promise these shocking revelations that they have up their sleeve, it's we're gonna be back to square one. Yeah, any 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 booking committee that can fuck up Nakamura versus AJ Styles, <laughs> I don't have much faith in you guys by any means. I. The shakeup's cool. It was yeah. cool. It, it it brought it made those episodes exciting. But what about the following episodes? That's what mattered. It's all about. We talked about it on the show so many times. It's all about the you know the bigger package. I got a big package. Hey, <laughs> I gave it to you today. I got yeah. Nobody's going to know what we're talking about. We're not going to explain that. Yeah, we're not explaining that one. Uh, But one really, one one last final thought about the 2018 Superstar Shake-Up. Prove us wrong. Yes. Prove us wrong. Make me a liar again. Yeah, make me me a liar. Fuck. (laughs) 
because clearly uh, you you guys you guys got uh, some big fucking shoes to fill. You know, make it exciting, man. Make it exciting. That's all I'm asking. That's the whole purpose of the shakeup to do that. With that, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and uh, discuss more big packages. So, uh, oh yeah, and pay some bills. So yeah, hang hang in there. We'll be right back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the twenty by twenty crew. Just came back from paying some bills and checking out each other's packages. That's what we do here. <laughs> we just got done talking about the 2018 WWE Superstar Shakeup. It's a fucking draft, people. Get over it. <laughs> uh, as we sit here and watch the WCW Bash at the Beach 1996 on the screen in the background, and we're, we're actually watching. Uh, the outsiders come to the ring um, <laughs> with Mean Gene in tow. Uh, right before uh, the match, but right before the WCW guys come out of the locker room. So you're like that. I just wanted to when you started. It's it's a it's a draft. Get over it. You're like that meme that changed my mind, guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a draft changed my mind. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see the purpose of. I mean, I, I get they're they're using you know something from the situation between Kurt Angle and Page, but yeah, it's like it's it's a fucking draft. Okay? Yeah, that, that's what it is. I, and I make I make a deal out of it because you've got those fucking WWE fans out there that for whatever reason like take it at face value, like no, it's a shakeup, <laughs> you know, like it's a fucking draft. They're not drafting; they're shaking it up. Yeah. yeah. That's it's the same thing, guys. <laughs> oh boy! So we're gonna rewind it, a time a little bit, and uh, so I mentioned at the beginning of the show that you and I were still on a WrestleMania weekend hangover. Yes, we're playing catch up, and I caught up uh, over the over the past weekend with the Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground. I love show. how when we catch up, like. It's like that we have a a sixth sense about what you're watching and what I'm watching, and we watch different shit. We watch different things, yeah. <laughs> we we don't, we don't plan that. It just happens it, to be that way. It's it's this telepathic communication that we have. That's how you become the ring crew. It's just you just you just kind of know. You're working on that. I'll work on this. Yeah. <laughs> so it works out. Perfectly. It does. It does. So that took place on I'm trying to get my days correct here. WrestleMania was on the eighth. This this had yes. taken place on the sixth, Friday, April sixth. Um, the main event was set to be Pentagon Dark and Phoenix representing Lucha Underground versus the team of uh, I'm drawing a blank here, Austin Aries. Excuse me, <laughs> the greatest man who ever lived. And Alberto Al Patron, uh, representing Impact Wrestling, two guys who were actually gonna, who were set to face each other at Impact Wrestling Redemption on April twenty second. Out of nowhere, it seemed that, uh, as far as the the commentators of the night, Josh Matthews and Matt Stryker, Alberto Al Patron doesn't show up for the show. He no showed. No showed. <laughs> He did a press conference earlier in the day for the uh, Redemption show, again on April 22nd. And then 
decides to not show up at the Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground on the same day and leaves the entire company hanging, figuring out what the hell's going on. And the way that Josh Matthews, or excuse me, Matt Stryker, announces the the match, he, he's, he's very puzzled. And he says, I guess this is no longer a tag team match. <laughs> and we're now doing a three-way. And Josh Matthews, who's clearly more pissed off about it because he works for the company, where Matt Stryker doesn't, he doesn't. He he claims he on on air says doesn't want to speculate, but you can clearly tell in his voice that he's pissed off, as he should be. Yeah, he should definitely. Because uh, you wa- <clears throat> watching that show, uh, this was aired on Twitch. You can still check it out on Twitch right now. Majority of the show, they're doing they're advertising for two things: season four of Lucha Underground, which is coming in June. Uh, there'll be more of that from us in the near future. And the Redemption pay-per-view, which, again, had the main event of Patron versus uh, Austin Aries for the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, or is it or World Championship now. Uh, anyways, and it's now it's not happening. And because he doesn't, see, he's being billed, he's being billed for this pay-per-view, doesn't show up, and... Leaves everybody hanging, and then the next day, he rightfully gets fired for fucking over the company. Kudos to Don Callis and Scott Demore for not putting up with this guy's shit. Uh, they're they're fledgling, um, they're fledgling promotion there uh, with Impact and all the efforts they're putting forward to. Re, you know, rebrand that company as a success. It doesn't need bullshit like this. No company needs no. Bull, bullshit like this. But a company that, especially who, all right, Impact Wrestling dealt their own brand of bullshit for so many years. They they destroyed that company. And I'm not talking about Scott Demore and Don Callis. I'm talking about the the bookers the previous to them. They ruined that company for so long. And now you're you're on that on that new wave of trying to bring that this, this company into a much more positive light, and then you have assholes like this that again put themselves before the company and screws over everybody. Doesn't show, you know, show this big event. We're talking about WrestleMania weekend. Everybody's putting on the best shows they can. Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground, the first of its of its kind. And you're in the main event, and you don't show up. What's your reasoning for that? I don't know, but you better have a fucking good one. the The only time um, that that sticks out in my mind, because I, I heard the story recently again, was <laughs> when Harley Race years ago. Harley Race was booked for a an NWA show in I think Houston. Houston, Texas, and he no-showed the event, and there was a lot of speculation because they thought he was basically stiffing the company because this wasn't the first no-show he pulled with them. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, it was his third, and this story came up because of of, of the of of the the similar situation. Mm-hmm. No shows are bad for business. 
And so they had purposely uh, paid Harley all this money, and he was supposed to show up. And he didn't show, and his excuse was he overslept, and he thought it was... The, he thought the show was at night. So he did show up. He just showed up hours later. Like three hours too late. Okay. <laughs> so they didn't have uh, an NWA world champion to be there at the show. That's even worse when you're the fucking heavyweight champion yeah. of the world and don't show. There there really is no good excuse. Unless there's like a, you know, a family emergency or something of that nature. But to yeah. my knowledge... Call. Yeah. To my knowledge... None of none, any, nothing like that has come out since then. Well, see, that's the thing. If, if that was the case, then they would have had it booked. Or they would they would have had it announced, or they or they really had the opportunity to. But it sounds from what it sounds like, and the fact that he got fired right away. There's again, I have no knowledge of of there being a family emergency or anything of that nature. It's, he just didn't show up. And again, you you let them know. I hey, this is what's going on. They don't have to like it, but you at least gave them the respect, the courtesy to say, "I'm not going to be there." Uh, apparently, it it uh, apparently he's saying that he had a family situation. So I I don't know what changed between the time he did the press conference. And actually no showing the event. His statement was, and I quote, I had a family situation that I needed to attend to. As you know, my family and my kids are my priority. The situation was involving them, and that's why I decided to take care of business and take care of my family situation. And that's all that happened. And that comes to what I was just saying to you. I know people wanted to know absolutely everything. This only concerns my family, my parents, my sister, myself, and my kids. And that's the way it's going to stay. In addition to that, he also went on to say he plans to continue wrestling in Mexico before retiring next year. I don't know what his family situation is. Yeah. But, again, you don't... You don't no-show. You know, it takes you three fucking seconds to pick up a phone and call. Yeah. You know, or or... Or at least do something. Make some sort of fucking effort. And I, I, I really don't have anything to say. I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad that this promotion is done with his drama. And, you know, they don't need it. Especially if they want to continue to progress and succeed. You know, you, you don't want to promise talent that's not going to be there. So... I, honestly, I would have been done with them after the domestic situation. Yeah, I would have been done with them. I, and, and I'm I'm really surprised that they they stuck with him. I, I really am. You know, he. This is I guess this is my opinion, but really it comes down to opinions. When you really think about it, uh, just opinions of people in power within the company. But to me, he's not the draw that. That they're, they're trying to build him out to be, you know. You look at, I think. I think a lot of his hype is his own hype. Yeah, I, I think unfortunately he is one of those wrestlers. And keep in mind, folks, Matt and I have seen a lot of fucking wrestlers wrestle, so I feel very confident in saying that. That yeah, he is his own hype. 
doesn't bring a whole lot to the table for me. No. I'm not saying he's complete, completely incapable in the ring. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying uh, he's overrated. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, kudos to them for for just going along with the match that they had. They, they took the the other three participants and said, you guys go at it against each other. And as far as redemption goes, I look forward to that that match more than I did with, against with Del Rio or El Patron anyways. Because it's the exam, same exact main event. It's going to be Austin Aries defending the... This time, he'll be defending the title against Phoenix and uh, Pentagon Dark. So, it's a win for us Hell as yeah. fans. Uh, El Patron, he announced that he's going to be uh, at uh, Triple Mania 26 in August. Uh, and Mexico's probably the only place he's going to get booked nowadays. Yeah. I mean... This right here, these no-shows, I, I got to imagine it leaves not only a bad taste in the mouth of the company who you fucked, but look at it this way. You fucked over Lucha Underground, too. This was their show as well, so you're not going to get, probably not going to get bookings from them, and you're, you're going to get you're gonna get blackballed by so many other promotions, because it's like, well, you did it to them. We just say you're not going to do it to us because of some family emergency. Family emergencies happen. I got a family. You got a family. It happens. But you don't screw over people that are giving you the opportunity to be a star. You don't do that. And that's what he did. That's exactly He wants to keep it to himself. You can keep it to your grave, Del Rio. Fine. But you also go fuck yourself. Because, <laughs> you, you know, now you're not welcome here anymore. You know, if, if, if AAA wants you, that's their business. But as far as getting booked here in the States, I don't see that happening anytime soon. He's gonna he's gonna have to kiss a lot of asses to get back on a, on an American stage again, and AAA is a big stage. It's I mean it's down in Mexico. It's a big stage, but as far as getting here in the United States, I don't see that happening anytime soon. It'll be it, interesting to see if if someone tries to have him back or or if he himself tries to come back for some other promotion. I think that would just make it that much more of a, a fucking heel move. Yeah, for him to be like, oh, I'm you know. I'm done. I had a family situation. I'm only going to go wrestle in Mexico until I retire. But then somehow I'm actually show up somewhere else. Speaking of heel moves. Yes. Glad you said that. Probably the biggest fucking heel in wrestling right now, whether you like him or not, Ooh. is Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. Uh, man, what can you say about this guy right now? You know, a there, lop. <laughs> there, there's, there's, uh, there's this thing called being a heel, and then there's this thing called being an ultra heel. And right now, Sammy Hall, Sammy Callahan is the epitome of ultra heel. I don't know. I don't know how much of this actually has to do with. The the spot that he had, uh, what, a month and a half, two months ago against Eddie Edwards. As far as TV is concerned. Yeah, as far as TV is concerned. Where he, it, you know, if you're not familiar, it, it happened during an Impact Wrestling uh, event. Yeah, it was on the TV show. It was, it was on the TV show. Uh, he took a baseball bat to Eddie Edwards' head, and the spot went wrong, and he basically... Fractured. He, he was supposed to hit a chair that was on Eddie Edwards' head. 
Yeah, and he missed a, he missed a chair and hit him right in the face. Right? Hit him right in the face with a baseball bat. Broke his orbital bone, um, and that's putting it politely. So that happens, and they roll with it. Credit credit to Eddie <laughs> Edwards ever. too. Yeah, <laughs> credit to Eddie Edwards too. Th- this was a, a shoot that got turned into a work, and it's it's been gold ever since. But now, Sammy Callahan is kind of up the ante. And there's a a photo, uh, we'll actually post it uh, on the page for this episode. It's it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, uh, there was a, apparently there was a a Rockstar Pro Wrestling show that happened roughly um, either the 18th or 19th of, of this month, being April 2018. Where he ran into Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan tried to get in the middle of whatever situation was going on. Neither Matt or I have caught the show. But there's a picture of Kevin Sullivan with a big fucking goose egg. Oh, it's nasty. With a deep gash. It's nasty. On the top of his head. And that is courtesy of uh, Sammy Callahan. The reason I say only some of this has partly to do with Eddie Edwards is because Sammy Callahan was like this before (laughs) Eddie Edwards so he's just on a bigger platform yeah now he's just on a bigger platform I think that's a lot this has a lot to do with it but he he is um, (laughs) he he is milking it for all it is worth he is any heel move you could imagine someone doing to get that much more over his heel he's doing as a matter of fact Along with the picture, he posted the picture of Kevin Sullivan's fucked up head on his Twitter account. You can follow Sammy over at the Sammy Callahan. But uh, during this post, he wrote, Kevin Sullivan wanted to run his mouth tonight at Rockstar Pro Wrestling. So he got his old ass beat. I don't care who you are or what you've done. Just add his name to my list of victims. My give a fuck is broken. Hashtag the draw. Hashtag unsafe. He's calling himself the draw now, which, hey. He, he ain't lying. He, he ain't lying. It's very hard to argue with him. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm a, I'm a fan of, of his, his ultra-violent heel. I just, I wonder when and if it's going to backfire at some point. Like, do you, do you foreseeably see him being somewhere and kind of doing this to the wrong fucking worker? And paying for it dearly, I do. I I, I do see that as a possibility because I, I I can see that as a possibility with anybody. But I I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I, if I had a bet on it, I wouldn't bet on it because uh, as even though he's calling himself hashtag unsafe, if you watch a Sammy Callahan match, you actually see the complete opposite. He knows what he's doing in the ring, with the exception, of course. We talked about with the baseball bat. And I'm not saying that's the only time it's ever happened. Hopefully it's the only time it's ever happened with a baseball bat to the eye. But, look, mistakes happen. They do happen. You, you try your best to avoid them, especially when you're dealing with weapons. But they do happen. Uh, Sammy Callahan, this is, the, this is the main head booker of CZW. He's no stranger to hardcore wrestling. If you watch him in that ring, and this goes back to the Lucha Underground versus Impact Wrestling show, he had an I Quit match. He was wrestling under the name of Jeremiah Crane, which is his wrestling name in Lucha Underground. 
he had an I quit match with uh, with Eddie Edwards, and there was a couple points where things got botched that Eddie, excuse me, that Sammy caught, and he corrected it right away. He's a smart guy inside that ring, and he is hashtag safe, even though he's uh, he's the the complete opposite for his gimmick. Uh, can it backfire? Absolutely, because no matter who you are, when you are dealing with hardcore elements, you are automatically taking anything that you're doing and you're adding fire to it. And fire, just as we all know, could be very unpredictable. Uh, so yeah, it could happen. It could happen, and um, you just you have to do it properly, and you have to do it with guys who go in there knowing what they're what what could happen. I.e. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan knew what he was getting into. It's, he's Kevin Sullivan. He's one. Of, that is very true. You know, <laughs> one of the most recognized bookers of, of his day, and he he he. That's the first time he's got his ass whooped. So in quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it it definitely can happen. Obviously, we hope that it doesn't. But uh, no, I I think this is this is great, and I think Sammy Callahan needs to continue to do what he's doing. So do I. Uh, as long as it doesn't get him into some fucking shit. Like, if he's going out there and shooting on people, hey, more power to you. But if that's the case and he is shooting, dude, that that is unsafe. And you are playing with fire. You're going to come across the wrong motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at his Twitter account, Kid Cash... If, if for those of you who remember from ECW, Kid Cash, Kid Cash is is pretty vocal on his Twitter saying, uh, you know, he hopes that them two don't meet. So yeah, he's already offending people. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what Kid Cash is doing these days, but uh, it's it's is he still a pit bull. Yeah, <laughs> remember that <laughs> the miniature pit bulls as they were in WWE. Oh boy, so. Uh, as far as the this uh, podcast is concerned, April twenty second again is the next Impact Wrestling pay per view. Sammy Callahan is going to continue his rivalry with Eddie Edwards, as well as his. It's going to be Ohio versus everything. It's Dave and Jay, Chris and Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards, Moose, Moose, and. Tommy Dreamer in a six-man tag team House of Hardcore match. Interesting. So there'll be some some crazy stuff in that match too. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and they're going to continue on with this Eddie Edwards thing. And you know, again, you can't say enough about Eddie Edwards because uh, <laughs> imagine put yourself put yourself in in, in his shoes. You're, you're doing this match with Sammy Callahan, and you're doing this 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 angle or this, not this angle, but this. This move where he's gonna hit you with the you know with the, via the chair, and he misses and hits you with a baseball bat. I mean, are you okay? Are you okay <laughs> with him saying I broke Joe's face? You know, you're okay with him antagonizing you and making fun of it. And most people wouldn't, but like I said, even for the work, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. Yeah. It is hard. I, I hope. Uh, I hope that T-shirt. I hope. <laughs> I hope Eddie Edwards got some sort of legit cut out of that, that T-shirt money. Yeah, I, I would hope so too. Because <laughs> the first thing I, I think of after you know after I get myself fixed up is I'm going after Sam McCallum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's me not being a, a professional wrestler. I mean, I, I he's doing the job. 
He's doing the job. <laughs> that he is. You know, if if Sammy Callahan is the draw, Eddie Edwards is certainly part of that draw right now. So <laughs> why wouldn't you want to do that? It's it's a weird industry that we you know we love sometimes. <laughs> that something as as bad as a a mess up that could have done some serious serious permanent damage ends up being a giant work at the at, at, you know, in the end. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's it's one of those crazy things. With Sammy Callahan, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not familiar with Sammy Callahan, get yourself familiar with him because he is one of the most vocal and out there wrestlers today. And you know he's he's known for hardcore wrestling, but he does so much more than hardcore stuff too. That's uh, true. So he he's a he's a great worker. He's a great worker. This and again this hashtag unsafe thing to me that that's definitely a work. He, cause I've seen him go, and he's not unsafe. He does some unsafe things, but he protects the other guy in that ring. If I'm not mistaken, uh, CCW has their own streaming service. They do, and uh, you can get a free month. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. So uh, you can head on over to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash CZW. And we will have all that information for you on how to get your free month of CZW streaming. So you can check out Sammy Callahan. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's still booking for them too. So He's the head booker. There you go. Not, not only is he performing for them, he's also booking for them. So... You're, you're, if if you like anything from him, you're bound to like uh, other action on CZW programming. So I'm more baseball bats, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. As we uh, as we as we wrap it up here, uh, we're watching Hulk Hogan in the ring with the Outsiders, and there's a plethora of garbage all over the damn ring. Which is not how we keep our ring here at the 20, 20 by 20 crew. But uh, <laughs> kudos to Mean Gene for, for fucking doing the job, getting hit in the head with oh, shit. Yeah. He's, yeah. Getting, he's getting plastered. So. <laughs> you got all these, you got so tall guys in the ring, and like this, this little dude, short shit, is getting <laughs> hit with the most of it. Again, we're watching WCW Bash at the Beach 1996. The formation of the New World Order or New World Organization, if you're Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and, <laughs> don't, and, and don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> That's what but, happens when you sit most of the pay per view at your buddy's house drinking beers. Yeah, we're watching it on the WWE Network. You can find more information on on uh, obtaining a subscription or a free month at 20x20crew.com/podcast/wwe-network. Follow us on Twitter. At 20x20crew. Follow us on Instagram at 20x20crew. Come check us out on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page. Facebook.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, we have our own uh, Facebook group. 20 by 20 Wrestling Talk. 20x20 Wrestling Talk. And please, we are available via YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel. Go to 20x20crew.com. Check out the YouTube link. You can listen to our podcasts on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, ladies Please and gentlemen. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That would be a super huge help to us. I got to say one thing, too. So, this is still a relatively new project. And I want to thank my partner here, Joe, for, for making this thing a reality for me. 
Uh, something that I came up with just out of a whim because we we talk wrestling so much. I figured why not record ourselves talk wrestling. So yeah, <laughs> this is this is our last show that you can count on on two hands. Uh, it's only ten episodes in, but we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for those ten thank episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know we want to be talking about these episodes in our fiftieth episode and our hundredth episode. And so on and so forth. So for those that started with us from day one, thank you so much. You know who you are. Thank you so much for the support. Please continue to get the word out there. We need your support to continue to get this podcast to where we, we know it can be. Uh, and for anybody that joins on, we welcome you to the to the 20 by 20 crew. Yes, welcome. We are crazy in our opinions sometimes, and <laughs> that's okay. That's what makes wrestling great. As always... We just we want you to support professional wrestling. I, for one, I, you know, being from Chicago, I like to go see my 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 local wrestling pr- uh, promotions, see what's out there. I suggest you do the same thing. You never know what what's out there until you give it a shot. There's so much more out there than what you see on TV. So much more out there than what we talk about because there's no way we could talk about it all on a podcast. Yeah, we would have like 10-hour episodes. 10-hour episodes. <laughs> and we still probably wouldn't cover it all. <laughs> no, probably not. Support professional wrestling. Support this podcast. Please, thank you so much for all the support that you've already given us. Until next time, I've been Matt. I'm Joe. And until then, we will see you see in the you ring. See you in the ring. <laughs>